Yes. Welcome to the Otterpod, the podcast where kids discuss real-world problems and what we can do to solve them. Throughout this series, we will cover issues such as human overconsumption, mental health, the wealth gap, intersectionality, and more. If you find this enjoyable, then stay tuned. Eight weeks of our planet's biggest issues from the eyes of its youth. We share this planet with many other creatures, but because of human irresponsibility, greed, and simply overpopulation, thousands of them are dying. The dodos, ivory woodpeckers, and golden toads are some of the most famous species that died at the hands of humankind. Three, humankind has killed 60% of fish, birds, and mammals since 1970. This needs to stop. There are also societies trying to help restore our planet, or simply lessen the death toll, but we are still rolling inevitably towards singularity. My name is Arrow, and I'm an 8th grader at Great Expectations School. Today we'll each introduce our animals of choice and tell you some background information on them. After they're done introducing their animals, I'll ask the people some questions. Let's start with Sydney. What animals did you pick and what are some things you can tell us about them? So I picked the silverback gorilla and the Amur leopard. Um, some information about the Amur leopard, there's only about 100 of them left, which is really sad, thinking there's 8 billion humans and only 100 of these leopards. The Amur leopard is important ecologically, economically, and culturally. Conservation of its habitat benefits other species, including Amur tigers and prey species like deer. With the right conservation efforts, we can bring them back and ensure the long-term conservation of the region. Amur leopards live on the border in between China and Russia, and possibly in North Korea, we don't really know. The, the The reason they are being poached is for their fur, because it is sold at very high prices in local villages. And since they're really local and really small, there's no one to protect them, so they don't really know about it. And since they live in cold places, climate change is also causing their habitat to shrink, killing them really quickly. The other animal I chose was the silverback gorilla. They live in the rainforest, since they're a gorilla, and one thing I didn't know about them is that silverback gorillas are not just a specific species of gorilla, they're actually like mature male gorillas, which I thought that was pretty cool. They are one of the strongest animals on earth, and unfortunately there's only about a thousand of them left, which is more than the Amir leopards, but still really small number compared to other species. They are vegetarian, so they only like plants and stuff, which I think makes them pretty cool since I'm vegetarian. Makes them way better. So what do you think, why are these two animals important to you, and why should they be important to the public and the world? For me, I don't know why, but I, whenever I saw, the first time I saw a picture of the silverback gorilla, I just felt attached to the animal. I've loved them for whatever reason. I thought they were really cool, and gorillas, they're pretty awesome, I think. I think there are people that probably agree with me, and gorillas and leopards, they're, like, important to the environment as, like, the prey, prey predator, like, situation type of deal, how they help manage each other with, like, population. Yeah. All right, well, that sounds great. Sydney, where did you get your information? I got most of my information off of the National Geographic website, which has some really cool stuff, so you should probably check that out. Let's, how about, move to Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, what animals are you going to be covering? Vaquitas. Vaquitas live in a 1,518 square mile area in the very northern part of the Gulf of California in Mexico. The Center for Biological Diversity states, as of 2023, there are approximately 10 vaquitas left. Totem Boa is another fish that live only in the Gulf of California. Totoboa has a swim bladder that is prized in parts of Asia for soup and traditional medicine. The illegal gill nets used to catch tomatoes often ensnare vaquitas and kill them. If vaquitas die, it would be a major cat- 
catastrophe for the environment. This environment. I got this information off of Earth.org. Because animals like Laquitas help a lot of, to keep species like shrimp in check. Jacqueline Robinson of the University of California says, If we allow these animals to survive, they can do the rest. So he, so there was hope. And it just, so there was hope. It's just that we aren't giving them a chance. The best thing we can do for the Laquitas is to stop gill net fishing in their habitats completely. I've also covered Javana rhinos. Javan rhinos used to live throughout Southeast Asia in countries like Laos, Vietnam, Malaysia, and Indonesia, Thailand, Myanmar, and even blank Bangladesh. Unfortunately, the last one in Vietnam was poached in 2010, and now they only live on Java Island. Oh. They over- only live on Java Island in Ujung Kulong National Park. SaveTheRhinos.org tells us that only 77 Java rhinos remain in the wild. Java rhinos are threatened by habitat loss, disease, and poaching. The World Wildlife Fund has been working to establish a second population of Javan rhinos in a different area and doing their best to prevent any possible human threats. If you want to help, you can watch the series Stop Wildlife Crime on the World Wildlife Fund website to learn how you can aid the cause. You can also adopt a rhino on the WWF website. You wouldn't be adopting one, but you would also be giving the money to the cause. When you adopt a rhino, you also get a rhino plushie, an adoption certificate and frame, and a picture of your rhino. Thank you for telling us about both those animals, Elizabeth. And do you have any, just as two last things, why do these animals matter to you? And why do you think they're important to the world? I think the vaquitas are very important to me because they, like, coexist with the taboa, totoboa fish. And it's like, it really sucks that just because people are catching the totoboa fish i don't think they realize that they're also killing the vaquitas so it's like these people are killing two very endangered species and don't even realize they're killing one of them Mm. so it's just that just does not seem right in any way and the javan rhinos i think we should preserve them because they only lived in a very few countries and now they only live on a certain island cool which is just i think all of them should just like thrive in every like every habitat they just shouldn't have to be on a single like one island also the vaquitas are apparently very cute i have not seen one in real life but i have seen pictures and they are adorable all right that sounds great thank you elizabeth and as one last thing where did you can you cite where you got your information for the vaquitas there's a quote from the university of california and with the Javan Rhinos, I got things from the World Wildlife Fund and the Ujung Kulan National Park. Vera, what animals did you research? I know there were multiple choices, and I think that there's a lot of different animals we can talk about when we're on the topic of endangered animals, but one of the certain animals on that list that really stood out to me was pink fairy armadillos. And just some, like, really things that just, like, I was shocking to me was that Pink fairy armadillos are, are, cannot survive captivity, and they are illegally removed from the wild to be kept or sold on black market, markets as pets. But again, they have no way of surviving in captivity, so it's more just pawns in a game because they, they there's just no way that you could keep them or anything like that. They are meant to stay in the wild like most animals, but especially those. And pink fairy armadillos are there's only a hundred of them around a hundred of them left one of the one of the reasons that pink fairy armadillos are also dying right now is that they're attacked by domesticated dogs 
and that is dropping the population down extremely and to the point where there's only a hundred individuals left and and that is currently is classified as data deficient dd on the iucn red list and but one thing about them is when i was researching these is that the reason we want to know more about them so we can help their population and their species bounce back but although the pink fairy armadillo might not be a fairy it is just as hard to study it spends most of its life underground and sightings in the wild are so rare that one armadillo researcher worked in its habitat for 13 years without ever coming across one and so when trying to study these different animals and find more about them it's really difficult for us because we don't know how we we like again like that says we can go 13 years and without even seeing one and I think that's just some of the reasons that I found them. Well, we are also trying to help them, there is some bad things going on. And that is something like the Willow Project. The Willow Project is destroying acres of land in Alaska that are vulnerable to creatures like polar bears and caribou habitats. The Willow Project is a presidentially approved $8 billion plan near the very top of North America, with a plan to extract around 600 million barrels of oil. This may seem like a good thing in itself, but the side effects would be disastrous to the planet and its creatures just to power cars. I'd love to go into more depth about the climate crisis, but we will cover that in a future episode. Cool. Why are these animals important to you, and why should they be important to the world? The reason that I decided to research them is that I think that most of these animals animals that we choose sometimes is like we know that multiple other animals are sometimes chosen to be researched because they're either cute or we're like we're drawn to them but these aren't necessarily they're not necessarily known about and i think that we need to bring more attention to them because like elizabeth said like the fakitas we don't want to get to a place where there is only 10 of them left and especially because we know that we can or we're trying to find out more things that we can do with them i researched the giant panda and some facts about them is that the world wildlife fund or wwf has classified them as a vulnerable species and infrastructure developments and deforestation are both critical threats to the giant panda's habitat They mainly live in temperate broadleaf and mixed forests of southwest China, and they're required to eat about 26 to 84 pounds of bamboo every day. One of the reasons that they're important to me, and why I think we should uh, bother saving them really, is that they spread bamboo seeds, and if they were to go extinct, it would severely damage the health of China's bamboo forests. And where I got my information for that was the World Wildlife Fund. Is there anything else in general from any of you that we could be doing to help out the animals that were mentioned? So what I talked about early, earlier with the rhinos, you can go on the World Wildlife Fund or WWF, their website, and you can adopt a rhino. And you get a little plaque and a plushie. And no, you don't actually get to a rhino that lives in your house with you, although it would be cool. You could do that and you could adopt it where it is. And it helps, your money helps provide like food and shelter and just like safe conditions so it like those species can prosper i know you can also do that with the red pandas like arrow talked about you can do the same thing with the adoption and you could i think you also get a stuffed 
animal if you adopt a red panda too so that's just like an easy way that you know where your money is going and you know where it can be helped here are some other things that we can do to help advocate for endangered species advocating for increased funding for federal and state conversation programs that benefit endangered species protecting restoring and connecting the habitats in which endangered species and other wildlife depends for their survival and encouraging wildlife friendly land management practices that's i got that from the national wildlife federation and there are so many different ways that you can help them and there's a lot of when you buy products made from rare rare woods make sure to check the sourcing of the wood many people are illegally logging for profit and have room to make farms and grazing areas many different types in the amazon can be smalled for a small fortune there are societies to protect their habitats such as the ecological society of america and noa fisheries Thanks for listening to an episode of The Otter Pod. We hope you've not only learned something, but feel inspired to make a difference. If you like this episode, please rate, review, and share. See you next time.